Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, on the uh, 911 hotline with uh, Dr. Morris and myself, we have a, an awesome guest. Uh, Randy Cuthbert is a former NFLer, and Randy, I was doing some research on you, and, and actually I found an interesting fact that I want you to tell me if it's really true or not, but I think it's very, very cool. So, you know, you played halfback for the Steelers. Uh, one of your carries was on Monday Night Football, telecasted from an overhead shot on the Goodyear Blimp. And, and as I understand on our research, it made you the only player in, in the history of the NFL to have <laughs> your your professional rush televised in that manner. You only rush te- televised in that manner. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. It's like kind of a dubious one. It was like first and last, you know. But, um, yeah, that, that one and uh, – the other answer to a trivia question that people would never get is that it was, had the first uh, two-point conversion in Steeler history, too. So <laughs> Very uh, cool. I didn't. Our researchers did not pick up on that one, but that's cool, too. <laughs> yeah, it was, so, it was in the preseason when they, they they just started that. You know, I always liked the preseason because I got to run all over with the ball, and then the regular season started, and I was covering kicks <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty cool, you know. So our listeners, you got two trivia facts out of this tonight, and I'm sure they'll show up somewhere in, uh, in, in Trivial Pursuit, although I don't know if people even play Trivial Pursuit anymore. I don't know what the equivalent is nowadays. Um, yeah. So, well, that's really cool. You know, one of the things that the fantasy doctors we focus on, obviously, is the injuries. And, uh, you know, you and I were talking offline about um, – some of your own injuries, and I'd love to delve into that, some of the things that you've kind of gone through uh, in your career, uh, both in college and then even in the NFL, uh, things that may have affected you. Uh, what would you say was kind of one of the bigger concerning injuries you, you yourself suffered from? Well, uh, you know, the, I had, a, unfortunately, a bunch of them, but, um, you know, the, the knee problems, which you kind of expect uh, with football going in, you know, I had the uh, patellar knee uh, surgery on both knees while I was at Duke, um, which, you know, they, they can only do that once. And, you know, it came back later when I was, you know, playing pro and kind of was like, well, you know, they can't do the surgery again. And that was kind of near the end. But, uh, you know, just the broken, broken bones and all that stuff. You expect all that stuff with football. But the thing that, you know, surprised me is, and obviously we know a lot more about head injuries now. And, I actually uh, finished my dissertation on concussion education uh, last February for like high school uh, football coaches. Um, so the, the head issues, you know, I had a lot of concussions. And, you know, I throw a quick shout out to the uh, athletic training staff at Duke. They were excellent when I was there, and the Duke Hospital. I spent a lot of time in there, but they 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 do really good good work. Um, but they just a number of concussions, and you know, a lot of the uh, stuff with CTE. Now, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be concussions. Now, it's just kind of like repeated blows to the head. It's also showing that 
you know, that can cause CTE too. It doesn't necessarily have to be concussions, but uh, it's funny because so, when so, I played at Duke, when I played at Duke, ahead, whenever I got knocked out or got a concussion, I always woke up at the trainer's house, Dave Engelhart. He was great. He would take me home and wake me up and start a couple times a night and take care of me. But uh, I had I had way he didn't too give many. You, uh, he didn't give you the smelling salts and wake you up and just push you right back in the game? <laughs> <laughs> well, when the game was over, he took care of me. But, you know, it's back then it was it was different they didn't know as much about it so yeah it was smelling salts and usually you know what day of the week is it where are you and who are you playing and when you got them uh got them all right you could go back in you know <laughs> there were a couple right. times when i i was out you know on the sidelines with my pads off just out of it and, you know Spurrier would come over and be like hey you need five more yards for 100 and i'd go back in and play the whole fourth quarter and not remember playing you know so <laughs> it was so, yeah, uh, that's really that's scary stuff, you know, and obviously I, I want to dive into a little bit of the concussions in the NFL, but you have a really unique perspective as, as an athletic director working with high schoolers. How are you yeah. guys managing the concussion information to the high school players and more importantly to the parents? Yeah, well, it's all part of our, like our PIAA uh, physical uh, the SIPI form has parts on it for, you know, the cardiac issues and, con- and concussion information so there's a certain amount of that, um, but really the way they're handled, you know, I feel would feel much better about you know my kids wanting to play football and just you know, concussions are part of that game and they're trying to make the game safer by you know reducing some of those high impact plays like the, you know on the kickoffs and other things like that, the wedge breakers like back in the day like you know right. the job on covering kicks was to find a wedge and just throw your body in there and blow it up. But um, right. it has changed a lot. You know, we, you know, the concussions will happen, but, you know, certainly, you know, getting rid of the you know, second impact syndrome, I think, is really, you know, is a real thing and it's really dangerous. And, you know, if you're still showing symptoms and you're, you haven't recovered from the first concussion and you get another one, you know, hey, uh, you can really put yourself in a bad spot. So I think that today that's monitored much better. Um, when I was with the Steelers, actually, uh, Dr. Bradley started the, the impact program, the baseline mm-hmm, yep. testing, and, and kind yep. of was one of his guinea pigs. And, you know, I had a couple of concussions there, too. And the last one I had, I was out for a while just because my, my you know, baseline scores weren't coming up. It took forever. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot, there's more measures in place, but obviously, like, we want to get kids out when they have a concussion or we suspect they have one. You know, frequently they're not going to tell you, which is a problem too. But um, getting them out, you know, waiting until they're asymptomatic, then sending them back to doctor to be cleared, and then once they come back, they do the you know return to play guidelines and go through that process, which is usually another five or seven days. So I think it is much safer. Um, there's more checks and balances in place in the old days, you know. Right, but you know, was, so you. you know, you said something very uh, important, and, and a lot of the self-reporting is not happening. So that yeah. almost means that as a coach, as an athletic director, as trainers, you have to be hyper-vigilant on these issues because the athletes don't want to come out of the game. The athletes want to keep playing. They want to be for the team. They want to be there for their senior year and play every single play or every single, every single game. Um, is that a challenge for you guys? It's a challenge, but, um, you know, I, I coached high school football for 20, 20 years now. I'm just an athletic director. I'm not coaching anymore. But uh, the one thing that I really 
you know, didn't want to be is I don't want to be the medical doctor. I don't want to be the trainer. Like, that's not my job to tell people when they can come back. Like, I trust the professionals with that. And I think that the attitudes are changing with concussions, which it probably took way too long for it to happen. But uh, I do think the attitudes are changing. And, and when, you know, we're, we suspect somebody has one, we're getting them out and we're making sure that they're, they're safe and they're going, you know, following all of our guidelines you know, making sure they're fully healed and, you know, the symptoms have gone away before they're, you know, returning to play and competing again. Yeah. And, you know, you keep hearing that the um, the Pop Warner teams are, are somewhat struggling to get uh, kids to come on board. Parents are a little bit more worried about it. In fact, down in Chapel Hill, uh, which is a neighboring town to where I am in Durham, one of the high schools is struggling to actually put together a full team because of the concern for the injuries that happen to these high schoolers. Um, yeah. Are you guys seeing that up in Pottstown? Are you seeing some concerns with parents on these kids early on because of the injury implications long-term? Uh, you know, I, I think there is a certain amount of that, but I think the dip in participation happened a couple years ago. Because, um, I, I mean, we're still seeing good numbers, you know, in our football program and a lot of programs around the area. I mean, there are some schools that are struggling, but I think it's more complex than that. You know, concerns for concussions is part of it, but I just think that kids are so involved in so many different things these days. Like, if you go to, through the high school and all the different clubs and sports and, you know, kids are playing club sports year-round. Um, you know, soccer's become much bigger than it was before, so you're losing athletes there. Um, so I, I think it's it's not as cut and dry as just concussions, but I do think that that, that plays a factor because I do occasionally hear, you know, from, from a parent, you know, I don't want them, you know, playing football because, you know, they get a concussion and then, they, you know, it's, you go to soccer, you can just as easily get a concussion, you know. So it's, But I think that the, the trainers are very well prepared, at least ours are. And, uh, you know, I think that they're, they do a very good job of playing it safe with kids you know because again like this is this is high school sports you know it's fun you know they learn a lot but at the same time you know it, it's not you know you're not playing a pro sport or division one sport so you know it's, right sorry well, the uh, soccer very... game just ended here so <laughs> right well jesse's actually very passionate about concussions so uh, i'm gonna let him weigh in and, and kind of you know ask you some questions that he may have about this because uh, he's, he actually just last week went on a big, uh, a big rant. What do you say, Jesse, about the concussions? Oh yeah. So I, um, I'm a sports medicine doctor down in, uh, in, in Florida, I'm just North of West Palm. And I have, um, I'm one of the only providers in the area that actually treats concussions. So, uh, in my fellowship, I, I treated a ton of concussions cause we covered like 15 different high schools. Uh, so, I mean, we're, I was seeing 10 to 15 a week and, and that was only, you know, between two and three days. So I appreciate how severe and how often these concussions are, are, are coming uh, along, especially in the high school athlete. Now, uh, what do you, uh, are you ex- appreciating the fact that these high school students are becoming more aware and more concerned, or do you feel that it's, um, it, it's still kind of harder to get them to uh, kind of appreciate that they're having a concussion? Well, I, I think that, 
you know, that varies, kind of varies by the kid also. I mean, you know, some kids just, you know, they, they don't want to come out for anything. And you really, you know, have to, in the old days, the coach will push you back on the field. Like these days, you got to have a coach that can relay, you know, how important the safety is in long-term health. Like, hey, you know, you, your brain is not functioning right at this moment, you know, and you're still showing symptoms. To play. I know you want to play, but hey, I have your best interest in heart, and you can, you're still part of the team, and you can help your teammates, but you're not playing this week, you know? Oh, yeah. I've had that conversation many times with my players, and uh, just kind of giving them my perspective, and, you know, I had a, a lot of effects from them, and, you know, when I stopped playing, you know, in my in my 20s, late 20s, you know, I, I after I stopped, months within I stopped, I started developing, you know, severe migraines. You know, if you haven't had, you know, migraines that knock you out for, you know, 24 hours, basically, it's hard to understand how painful they are. And, uh, you know, that's the whole, you know, I had things from, not to go into too much detail, but like the baseline assessment for the uh, NFL, I wasn't going to get one until like I had a problem, you know, I had a migraine that spiked my blood pressure. I never had high blood pressure and I ended up having a TIA, a mini stroke, and it was directly related to concussions. And that's why they hurried me in to get the baseline assessment. And now it's coming up on a year and I don't even have any results from it. So, wow. So, so, you know, know. the lesson of that is that it's scary. I mean, and, and I think it's important that, our listeners and, and even people who are playing football realize that, listen, we love football. We get it. We love it. But it's scary. And the biggest issue about concussions, unlike a broken forearm or a, a torn ACL, you live with those repercussions right at the moment. You have surgery. You bounce back. You're pretty functional. And, yeah, you may have some arthritis down the line. But those things we can manage. But yeah. the problem with a concussion is you have these long-term consequences that are scary and have no good answers. And so 10, yeah. 15, 20, 30 years down the line, you've got some major potential problems that uh, are affecting yourself, but even your loved ones. So that's to yeah. me the most serious thing about it. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. no doubt. And when I like had my MRIs and it's like, well, you, you know, you have white spots on your brain, you know, we don't know what it means, but you know, it goes along with having a lot of migraines, you know, and concussions and stuff like that. So, and, you know, the, the CTE, they're still learning more about. You know, they're trying to find ways to test for it in living people and treatment. There's some things they're, they're doing with hyperbolic chambers and, you know, that might show some promise, you know, getting some of the right. proteins out of there. But there's still, you know, a lot that is really unknown. And, you know, in football and other sports, like, like you said, injury diagnosis is easy when you can look at an x-ray and say, hey, it's broken. Like, you can't do that for concussions. Like, you rely on professionals to be able to diagnose them because it's just not, you know, cut and dry like other injuries. No, no. The, the, uh, sure. I wanted to uh, stress a couple things that you kind of uh, touched on. One is the importance of athletic trainers on the sidelines at games. I, I don't think this is appreciated enough. Um, I was in a county in Tampa last year uh, where we were lucky that it was mandatory to have an athletic trainer at the school or they couldn't play a game uh, at the at the varsity level. Now, I'm currently in a county in Florida that that is not applicable. So there's only two high schools out of like 10 or 12 
that actually have athletic trainers. So it's kind of scary because a lot of these coaches are trying to play, uh, you know, athletic trainer and coach, even though most of them don't have any, you know, nowhere near the skills they need for athletic training and they already have enough on their plate. As far as the impacting, uh, this uh, is a very uh, fantastic program I, I use quite often. Um, and it's uh, if you've never taken one, it's frustrating to take one without a concussion. So it, with a concussion, it's a whole you know, new ball game. And, and it's yeah. one of the, one of the awesome tools that we can actually use that's uh, that, that you can actually grasp and say, yes, this is what you were assuming you had a baseline, meaning before you ever had a head injury. If you, this is exactly what you were testing at before the head injury. And this is how you tested today. And, and you can go over the parameters and see how poorly someone did or how good someone did based on that. And now you can actually show them like, Obviously, you should not be having these symptoms. You obviously have something wrong that is still not 100%. And it helps specifically the younger kids uh, for their parents that it has, you know, it's actually something they can grab onto like, oh, my God, they actually have a, a real injury that that they are. They're not faking like it's it's legitimate. So I, I, I really appreciate um, those uh, that that test in, in particular. Yeah, we, we use the impact test, too. It's it's great. I mean, we do baselines in, like, 7th, 9th, and 11th grade for everybody. And, you know, if they have a concussion, they get it more frequently. But it, it is – I mean, I'm a math guy, uh, so it's a way to quantify things. And a lot of things with concussions are not quantifiable, but that's one that is. And it, you can, it's easy to point to and say, hey, you know, you're not back to normal yet, so you're not oh, yeah. going out yeah, there. Well, and, you know, I, like with my coaches – sorry. I, with my coaches, when we do preseason meetings, like I stress to them why they don't want to be the doctor or the trainer. They can't play that role, you know, because it, like it, you know, heaven forbid something happens, and you know, a coach is involved in in managing the concussion where they shouldn't. You know, if you're negligible, like you know, you just, they can go after you for personal liability too. Uh, you know, your house, your car, it's not it's not worth it. And plus, you got to have you know. Business interest in, in mind so let the trainers and the doctors handle that they tell you when they can play and then they play again you know it's just pretty simple yeah well well randy i'm going to change things up you know you played for the steelers and there's some controversy broiling in in uh the the, the curtain area um maybe on bell still has not shown up and <laughs> I, I just want to know what are your thoughts i mean you were running back what do you think a guy, you know, who's kind of the keystone for the, 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 the team this year has not even shown up yet. Most likely won't play this weekend. What do you make of it? Well, you know, it's sometimes it's hard for fans or outsiders to kind of comprehend the business side of it. You know, it is a game, but at the same time, it's a business. So I mean, NFL locker rooms, when there are issues with player contracts and holdouts and things like that, you know, the, the other players are not holding a grudge against against those guys because you only, you know, if you're a really good player, you're only going to get a couple of chances to get, you know, a big contract. And his performance is unbelievable. He's an unbelievable player. So, you know, it's – and the other side of the business is like, there's, there's other guys that can't miss a practice or they get cut, you know. Um, right. Which is the other side of the business. I went, you know – my whole life and never got cut from anything and getting cut in the NFL like you know my my second year I was literally the last guy cut and 
you know, that's, that's a different experience, and that kind of shows the other side of it. So it, it is a business, and it can be somewhat, you know, cutthroat. So uh, whenever it's a contract issue, you're usually not going to see other players, you know, commenting all that much about it just because they kind of they have a code there, you know. It's, you know. I don't so I get it. You may not get the public comments, right? I get that. But do you think it changes the morale of the locker rooms? Do you think it irritates or affects uh, the other teammates who are in that locker room who have been busting their butts day in, day out for the last few weeks, showing up and working hard? Do you think it has an effect on any of those guys? Do you think a guy like Ben Roethlisberger really cares or Juju or, or – what do you think happens in that locker room? Well, I think the longer it goes on, the more of a distraction it, it becomes just because, you know, that's all the reporters want to talk about. You know, you see the coaches right. getting snippy because they're tired of answering, answering questions. I mean, but you also, as a player, you you want the club to, to take care of their business. And, you know, if it's a player like that, realize that, hey, you know, this guy is the cornerstone of the team. You know, we got you got to take care of him. You know, we got to get this this distraction over with and get him in camp. I mean, the one way to get him in camp is to, you know, redo a contract or resign. Um, and, you know, it's just the way contracts are too. It's all performance driven and, and what you've done. And it, it's, uh, you know, it, it can be complicated. And I certainly don't envy some of those front office people trying to juggle all that in the salary cap. And, um, but there are certain guys that I think that you, you have to get signed and get them in there because they're different difference makers. And, you know, face it, like coaches are good, but coaches are a lot better when they have better players, you know. So as, oh, you, as a Steeler fan still, and, you know, I, I think they, they need to get it worked out and get them in there because, they, you know, they need them, no doubt. Well, well, excellent. Thanks for for all of your time. One last question: What do you miss the most from the NFL? Oh man, it was for me. It was a great experience. You know, it's a tough. You know, being like a marginal player, and you know, I, I, the thing I would miss is just be the game days. You know, there's nothing like like playing in, in those great you know venues across the country and on national TV and. Um, it's just the whole the whole game day is, is a great experience, and it's, it's something like if you can't experience it, you know, it's, it kind of changes you. So I obviously, you know, that's that's what I would miss. I'm certainly not going to say I miss training camp. You know, trying to make the team as a you know basketball player or a free agent like that's a tough herd to hoe. And you know, you see guys do that. It's uh, it, it takes a different different type of cat to to, to go that way. You know, it's tough, but um. You know, guys do it every year. I mean, that's the Excellent. one thing. Preseason football is fun to watch. It's rough to watch, but I like to watch it just for those stories. You know, the who's making a team and the people that the fourth game actually matters for. You know, that's the whole game within a game, you know. Absolutely. Well, thanks for uh, the time. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, um, you're always welcome back here whenever uh, you want to share the mic with us. Excellent, excellent. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you. All right, thanks, guys. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.